Next on BYU Sports Nation, a less-than-rosy scenario for BYU basketball. L.J. Rose out with a knee injury, which means no seniors on the roster. So now what for BYU basketball? They have a game tonight in a place they've lost three in a row. President Coach Steve Cleveland on what he expects in Malibu. Plus, Super Bowl champion Kyle Van Noy joins the show today. BYU softball takes on number one, and it's time to rep the Y rocking some pink. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Oh, we are live, and this show is going to be loaded. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, February 9th edition of BYU Sports Nation, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the always fashionable Jerem Jordan. Thanks, man. There's a, there's a lot going on on this show. Kyle Van Noy, Super Bowl champ, will be on the show. President Coach Steve Cleveland. I'm excited for this. We have a lot to talk about today. Starting with this, some breaking news. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. BYU football has announced a two-game series with former Mountain West Conference foe and rival San Diego State. The Cougars will travel to San Diego on November 30th of 2019. The Aztecs make a return trip to Provo on November 14th of 2020. Also announced with those two games, a 2018 showdown with FCS foe McNeese State. The Cowboys will play BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on either September 22nd or October 13th. Obviously to be determined there. But here we go, BYU-San Diego State, a series I wasn't sure I was going to see after a kind of a less-than-healthy departure from the Mountain West. Right, and there's a qu- – yeah, well, remember Tom Homel has said that there are certain teams in the Mountain West he would like to play. In fact, he told a San Diego radio station during the week of the bowl game he would like to play San Diego State. So here we are. They were having discussions. Now they've finalized it. Contracts are signed. And now it's being announced. So, will BYU play in Qualcomm Stadium again? Yes, unless there's some stadium that's built before then. But in the next two years, I don't see, uh, you know, will, there's rumors of a soccer stadium being built or whatever. But BYU, San Diego State, I like it. There's a healthy, friendly-ish relationship there, right? It's not Wyoming. It's not, uh, well, BYU's already going to play UNLV. They already play Boise State and Utah State every year. So there's a Mountain West relationship more than I think we'd all like to admit. I like the series. And when I first read 2019 and 2020, I'm like, oh, that's a ways down the road. No. No, it's nope. two seasons. and two, then Two years. Yeah, it's the, I don't know what we call it, the Jaron Hall, Cody Willstead era of BYU <laughs> football. That's post-Tanner Mangum, right? So McNeese State, an FCS school. Uh, a little odd that we know, you know, maybe a year and a half out. But I like knowing who BYU is going to play. When I say odd, I just mean typically we don't know the FCS team until closer to the season. It's nice kind of knowing that. So McNeese State uh, team from the Southland Conference in the F- FCS. Breaking news off the top of the show, BYU and San Diego State schedule a home and road series. I did that for you, Jerem. Thank a you. I, I appreciate that because BYU is not playing two home games. They're playing a home game and a road game. November 30th, 2019 in San Diego, and November 14th, 2020 back in Provo. Of course, McNeese State, as Jerem just mentioned, as well, FCS opponent in 2018. You may have noticed that Jerem and I are wearing some very pink t-shirts today. Yeah, well, we normally wear pink a lot. No, we nope. don't. Uh, nope. But we're going to help support the cause with uh, women's basketball, obviously, breast cancer awareness, and uh, generally, you know, for cancer and to uh, keep those that... Uh, have or have been affected by cancer in mind. Uh, a lot of us are those people, uh, myself included. And so uh, the team and fans are encouraged to wear 
Pink Thursday for women's hoops. They're giving away free shirts. Saturday, it's National uh, Girls and Women in Sports it's a cool Day. Thing. So, uh, free shirts tonight, by the way. I, they're giving out a 40 inch TV to a student at the BYU game tonight, by the way, women's basketball. So the shirt so you don't sorry you can't win just so no. you know at the game I know you're calling the game you can't win so I can't wear my t-shirt during the game but I did wear a pink yeah. dress shirt oh you uh, listen you're the most fashionable mm. quote yeah. unquote talent uh, at BYU TV <laughs> <laughs> that's I love that's the quote. name for the people on camera I'm like what quote unquote you, talent the talent the, <laughs> it's a funny line from Groundhog Day right yeah do you have a lane just for the Talent. Did he just refer to himself as the talent? Like, what? Oh, fantastic stuff. In all seriousness, we are happy that we can support the cause. Loyal, Absolutely. strong, and true. Free t-shirts for all fans at the Marriott Center tonight uh, if you'd like to support the BYU women's basketball team. Uh, a lot of great stuff happening there, and uh, we join that effort very heartily and happily. It is now, my friends, time for your headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation Headlines. Yeah, BYU men's basketball in Malibu to play at Pepperdine tonight. 11 Eastern on ESPNU, BYU Radio, and the BYU Radio app. I thought we were playing NBA Jam when I heard that music. I I was about to put my initials in, and then I was probably going to pick the Spurs. Oh, not the Heat with Ronnie Cycli and Harold Miner? Nope. (laughs) Baby Jordan, dude. (laughs) Baby Jordan. This is a big game for BYU at Pepperdine. Uh, We'll break it down a little bit more coming up. Uh, but the Waves have won three in a row, Spencer, versus BYU in Firestone Fieldhouse. Game changer for BYU. He's a great assist man, great distributor, pass first guy. Here he is again, another three. Three threes for Rose! That's, uh, that's LJ Rose. Why are we talking about him, Jerem? Because the senior guard will undergo knee surgery tomorrow to repair a torn meniscus in his right knee. Get better, LJ. In his right knee. That's the same injury that Elijah Bryant had. Uh, and that uh, you know held, held him out for about eight games. More on the impact that injury has on the team in the game tonight, coming up in What's Trending, and with President Coach Steve Cleveland. So not only does BYU have to go to a place where they have lost three games in a row, Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, what in the world? They've got to do so without their 25-game senior starting point guard, L.J. Rose. Yeah, there's an impact there. We'll break it down coming up. Women's basketball in the Marriott Center tonight, as we have already mentioned, hosting Pepperdine. A team that Jeff Judkins said scares him because they can get hot in a hurry. Game live on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps, of course, at 9 Eastern. Jeff Judkins, speaking of the old ball coach, gave us the key to victory. We have a good shooting team, so if they, if they come out in their zone, which I think they will again, we've got to hit shots. If we hit shots, then it'll be a long night for them. BYU took it to the waves in Malibu. They have been traditionally good on their home floor. We'll see what happens tonight. And the Cougar softball's season is underway in Mexico as we speak at the Puerto Vallarta Challenge. Uh, BYU taking on Nebraska. Libby Sugg hit a home run, so things going decently well for the Cougars in Game 1. BYU also plays number 1 Oklahoma today at 5 Eastern. I, think, I would think it would be hard to focus in uh, Puerto Vallarta. You're like, why am I here? Oh, yeah. To play and softball. you've got to play number 1 Oklahoma and number 2 Auburn tomorrow and number 13 Washington. Yeah, at least they're playing some cupcakes to start. Let's go ahead and ease into things. But hey, you got Libby Sugg. (laughs) She didn't choose the Sugg life. The Sugg life chose her. That's exactly right, and don't you ever forget (laughs) it. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Rosie scenario. Or not. BYU senior guard LJ Rose 
as we just told you, set to have surgery on Friday to repair a meniscus in his right knee. He is a team leader because he's currently or was currently the only active senior on the roster after Kyle Davis went out with a season-ending knee injury. What is it with knee injuries and the seniors for this BYU basketball team? Bad luck, man. The youth is just that much more magnified because he was the guy that came in with a ton of experience. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. What impact does the LJ Rose injury have on BYU hoops? Use hashtag BYUSN at BruteDR. Means we just have to lean harder on the underclassmen just one of those seasons, I guess. Uh, my opinion on this uh, has BYU's been leaning on the freshmen and sophomores already. TJ Haas is emerging. Eric Mika and Nick Emery are sophomores. They've played well. Nick Emery's numbers are down a little bit because of the composition of this team. Um, Eric Mika's numbers are up, so someone's numbers are going to go down. I think that's been Nick Emery. I think the impact on BYU is in leadership a little bit. Good locker room guy, the only senior. That helped. Now on the court, who's the leader? I think it has to be Eric Mika. And I think that TJ Hawes needs to emerge as well. And my going for two picks a little later will reflect that. Okay. For me... I'm with you. I, I think that the leadership role is the glaring uh, vacancy that is created by this L.J. Rose injury. By the way, no timetable has been determined for if and when he will return, but it's, 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 it's rough. It's really tight for him yeah. to come back in any fashion, even if BYU makes the NIT Final Four. There are varying degrees of torn meniscus. I'm no doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, yeah, he could be back for the NIT. Like, It'll be tough for him to come back, period. And this guy's had broken feet multiple times, now a torn meniscus, top 100 guy out of high school. So it's a bummer that he has an injury that could be the last time he plays for BYU. He's a balanced player, right? A guy that was very good assisting and distributing the ball. On a team with a bunch of shooters, you need a guy that's not going to want to score. And that was LJ Rose. Who's the emotional leader of the team now? I think it has to be Eric Mika, yes, with his play, but I don't see him as the vocal guy in the locker room. I see that as Nick Emery. I think that Nick, with his defense and with him being the guy that's played the most West Coast Conference games now next to Eric Mika, I think he has the personality that he can do that. So I look for him to develop that role. I hope that when, he when he's not that sick, role. Nick's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yes. also, more in that. Yes, more in that is. coming up. Am I going for two picks as well? But LJ Rose, kind how, of. How, how do you feel the stat void? Yeah, underrated. Twenty six minutes a game. How do you feel it? We'll talk to Coach Cleveland coming up. Uh, but he was really good in terms of assists and turnover ratio, and that matters because BYU's been turning the ball over quite a bit. But LJ was legit in conference, uh, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. He taketh care of the ball. Yes. LJ Rose is third in the WCC in assist to turnover ratio. A five B- assists a game guy. BYU's a negative turnover ratio margin team, mm-hmm. which means they turn the ball over more than their opponents. LJ Rose was a steadying force in that. That's not like TJ Haas is going to be your point guard now. TJ can, is a dynamic score. It's nice to have a guy. Uh, like L.J. Rose in the mix there. So T.J. Haas is going to need to take care of the ball a little more. With all of this additional context, how will it affect our going for two picks? Can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All tied up on the season, 30 and 36 apiece for myself and Jerem Jordan. All tied up, huh? Going to Firestone Fieldhouse. 
place where BYU has struggled and then some recently. In fact, BYU's lost four of the last seven overall against Pepperdine. Wow. What in the world? Here we go again tonight in Malibu. Number one for me, Eric Mika will outscore Lamond Murray in Firestone Fieldhouse. Lamond Murray's Good leading battle. the conference in scoring. Mika number two. By like point one over Eric Mika, but he's on his home floor, right? Yeah. Will Drake be there to watch his homie? Lamond Murray. Eric Mika will outscore Lamond Murray on the road tonight. Number two, BYU, and you just talked about this, the turnover differential. BYU is negative, yeah. okay? Yeah. BYU will be plus two in the turnover battle against Pepperdine tonight. They are minus 1.4 on the season. And Pepperdine's negative uh, 2.7. So it's on 1.3, so you go plus two. Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm with you now. Yes. I'm with you. Plus two in the turnover battle for BYU. Okay, my two picks. One, Nick Emery will score 12 plus. Okay. That doesn't seem like a lot. He hasn't scored 12 plus in seven straight games. He hasn't been sick for a month. He's struggling a little bit offensively. I think he breaks out tonight. Last year, he had 17 points on four made threes in the in the Firestone Fieldhouse. And then number two, BYU win by 11 plus. BYU, wow, BYU's a 10 point fave. Remember, they're two and three on the road. They've lost three in a row at Pep. You're going 11, 11 plus? plus, baby. Really? You want? You sure you want to do that? In a world where BYU's lost <laughs> three in a row at Pepperdine. The Cougars will bring it tonight. <laughs> Generally, you're about 10 to 15 points off in off, those, yeah, those yeah. plus predictions. Yeah, so what this means is Pepperdine will win by four. <laughs> <laughs> or BYU will win by one, right? You got There's that differential. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, it's all tied. Hey, it's on we now. Go. We're coming down the back stretch. Down the stretch they come. Going for two. Tied up. I love it. Give me the rock. Brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation. Coming up on the show, why not have a Super Bowl champion, Kyle Van Noy, join an already loaded lineup on BYUSN? He joins us next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation jumping right now. Loaded day. Plenty to talk about on Twitter. If you feel like doing so, follow up BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, we're wearing pink uh, because women's basketball tonight. Uh, fans will get some free uh, T-shirts there. Team's going to wear pink, I believe, as well. Uh, so tonight, 9 Eastern time, Pepperdine versus BYU on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. We want to give you a an update to the season opening game for BYU taking on Nebraska. Let's go softball. In Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. Bottom of the third, BYU is up 10-0. 10 0 10 to zero. How Tanner about that? Mangum thinks that's awesome. Yeah, Tanner Mangum is going to be signing autographs at the tennis match today. So it's all about Nebraska, I think, today, right? Libby Sugg already hit a home run, right? Already went yard. Yep. Oh, was it a. It, I, she has four RBIs. She's two for three, four RBIs with a homer. It wasn't a grand salami, but. Sug uh, life is woo! in full effect. BYU softball, of course. You can watch it on BYU TV coming up uh, in about five weeks. Doubleheader with Maine, March 15th, I think, is the opener. How about so, that? Yeah. That'll be awesome. This is good because BYU building some confidence before they have to turn around and play the number one ranked team in the country later today. You think right now they're like, hey, take it easy. Take it Save easy. We got, runs for we Oklahoma. got Oklahoma coming up. Boomer Sooner. All you do is run out to the pitching mound, and if you get there, now it's 11-0. If you get there before <laughs> they do, you get to claim it. What a weird idea in the old West. We need to have one of those bells for this game specifically. <laughs> ding, like ding. Oh, BYU softball just scored another was, run. Wasn't it a Dan Patrick show? They were in the afternoon with Rob Dibble anytime there was a home run. 
they'd play some Ding. sounder yes. and they'd be like, oh, it's so-and-so for the Indians had a three-run <laughs> shot. That's a good idea. That'd be funny. That's really At fun. 10 a.m., there's typically not a lot of games. Kyle Collinsworth is playing right now. Cougars in the PGA are playing right now. Yeah, Danny Summerhays and Zach Blair, who, by the way, Zach Blair was hanging out with Aaron Rodgers the other day at the oh, Pro-Am yeah. in yeah. Pebble Beach. Discount double-check that, man. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So there's a lot going on now. And wow. not... Lest we forget, Jerem, that a Super Bowl champion is joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Kyle Van Noy, BYU great and current member of the champion New England Patriots on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Kyle, it's great to talk to you. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, and Jerem. What's up, man? How y'all doing? Hey, we're, we're doing good. great. You're doing better. Congratulations, <laughs> man. Very cool. Super Bowl very, champion. Very cool, yes. In fact, what's, what's, what's been the best part of uh, the Super Bowl celebration and festivities uh, over the past few days? Uh, being off finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been going at it for a long time now, you know, so it's nice to get a break, but more importantly, it's awesome to be in the off season with, with the championship and just to have people text you and say, you know, Super Bowl champ, you know, it's just, it's something you'll never forget. I'm just grateful for the opportunity, you know. The Patriots are down 25 in the game. What was your thought process at that point in the game? Honestly, we're the only ones in the whole building that knew we were going to come back. Um, Bill kind of said it before the game. We'll preach it all week that it's a game of two halves um, because they're so long and there's so much that can happen with all the time stoppage and different things like that. I mean, we had a 45-minute halftime, so... We got to regroup and refocus and look at each other and, you know, um, just regroup and go back to work and then play one one play at a time and ended up working in our favor. Next to the Julian Edelman catch, your facial reaction on the sidelines became like the most popular gif and <laughs> meme on Super Bowl Sunday. What would you think about how all of that went down? Um, I mean... My facial expression was probably a lot of people's facial expressions <laughs> the entire game. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I it just got caught. <laughs> That's all. I'll leave it to Alani Fua for calling you out for being, in his words, ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what that's what happens when you're you're the better of, of the cousins, you know. <laughs> you're 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 at the top, and everybody wants to knock you out, and you know they try to make fun of you, but you kind of just brush it off, and you know now now I'll have a Super Bowl ring, and I can put that I'll, I can put that on my middle finger, you know. <laughs> well then. So you're down 25, and you believe you can come back, and you're going to halftime, and Lady Gaga's doing her thing, you know, and everything. But in the second half, what was it like to be on the sideline as the defense was getting stops and uh, good old Tommy was doing his thing? Yeah, I mean, when you give – the goal is just to get Tom the ball because you know if he continues to have chances – He's gonna score. He's too good. He's too smart. And the offense has so many good weapons that it's bound to. You're bound to score points. So that was our goal. Is every play was just a gotta have it situation. We call it, and you know we just gotta have it every play, and just get the ball back to 
uh, Tommy and the Brady Bunch, and we're good to go. <laughs> Kyle Van Noy, Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. What a season for you. The day you got traded to New England, we had Steve Young, the Hall of Famer, on the show, and he said, hey, congratulations for Kyle. This is amazing. Best thing could have ever happened to him, and he's going to get a Super Bowl. He called his shot, albeit it took a 25-point comeback. But what? take us back to that day. What was that like for you when you found out you were going from Detroit to New England? You know, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it was like, it was good and it was, it was a lot of mixed emotions, you know, when you spend two and a half years in one place and you give everything that you have and uh, a lot of frustration, anger, you know, a lot of good things that came out of it as well, all coming to a close. So that was a little hard, but then, you know, the unknowns of the going to a new place, especially with the Patriots, you you know, we've heard all the stories and then, you know, so there's that uncertainty. So there's a mixed emotions. There was good and there was somewhat uh, nervous and there was somewhat, you know, unknown. So all in all, it ended up working out really well for me and you know, <laughs> it, changed, it changed my life and it probably changed my career. I was stuck in kind of um, a no man's land, I guess, as far as, not getting appreciated and, you know, not being used the way you wanted to be used and not having any control over it and going to a situation where it's brand new and no one knew you and you got to come out and bring energy. And that's kind of what I tried to do. Kyle, did New England base their desire to go after you off of what they saw at BYU and kind of pre-draft? Or did some of it yeah. have to do with what you did in the NFL? For sure. I mean, they didn't really watch me. I mean, they, they, they have guys always watching, but it was more, I think, pre-draft-wise. They were really, that's where I thought I was going to go. Um, but they ended up, they had a D-tackle, ended up getting in trouble, I guess. So um, they went D-tackle for the first-round pick. Um, so that's where I thought I was going because I had the most interviews with them. And, um, yeah, that's where I thought I was going. Kyle Van Noy with us on BYU Sports Nation. What was it like the first time you sat down with Bill Belichick? Take us to that moment where you're talking to the coach for the first time. Um, I don't think it ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I guess the first thing he said is, "I always get my guys." You know, that was the first interaction we had. You know, it was because. It's hard to have conversations when you're in season. I came in, um, I flew in Tuesday night at, you know, got in at like 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, and I, I was up at 5 and then jumped in with doctors, physicals, and blah, 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 and then went in the meeting uh, with my position coach to learn the defense, and I was out on the practice field hitting with everybody that Wednesday. So, there wasn't really enough time to have it, except he um, pulled me to the side for a second, you know, said I always get my guys. And so that meant a lot to me that he would say that. And, you know, I, I, I'm I, all about and build we trust and keep it going. And it's the Patriot way, right? We hear that phrase, the Patriot way. So what, what was it like to be uh, on the inside of that? And now, hey, you're a Patriot, and kind of there's a certain code of conduct, right? Yeah, you just – you understand you need to just do whatever it takes for the team. You know, I I was preached that at BYU a lot, so 
there's a lot of similarities in that regards when I was playing there to the Patriots. You know, no nobody on the team's greater than the team. Um, no individual is greater than the team. And that's kind of how it rolls there. So you fall in suit or you get shipped out. <laughs> kind of how it goes. At KVN underscore 03 on the Twitter machine, Super Bowl 51 champion had a sack against the Atlanta Falcons. Kyle, Coach Belichick chanted no days off at the parade, but maybe yeah, it should crazy. say no days off unless you win the Super Bowl, right? Because, yeah, because now you have a day off. Saying, I'm like, come on, man. Like, maybe <laughs> not for you right now, but for me, I need a day off. My body hurts. So I, think, I, think, I think that was more for Bill, you know, getting his spirits up because he, he needs um, some spirits of, you know, chanting that because he, he probably wanted to take a couple days off himself. Yeah, I had to laugh at that because I'm like, the crowd are people that took a day off to <laughs> see know. the parade. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was that funny. pretty funny. What's the uh, off-season schedule like for you after you get a little bit of rest here? Right now, oh, vacation time. I'm I'm being I'm taking for Christmas. I surprised Lifey with a trip to uh, Hawaii. So Ooh. we're actually going. I'm knocking two birds with one stone. It's actually over Valentine's Day week. So. Um, not two birds with one stone with that one. Yeah, very, very nice. The pattern of efficiency, Kyle. Yes. Yeah. Many men. And then, and then I told I told Brandon Davies that if I if we won, I'd I'd you know you make a you make a few extra dollars that I would come visit him in Monaco. So I'm actually after Hawaii. A couple of days later, we're going to Monaco to to hang out with Brandon Davies. So I'm excited about that. Then so- it's back. After that, then it's back to work, man. It's back to the grind, back to California to see my trainer and get to work. So pretty un- uneventful, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, very uneventful, for sure. You know, the world traveler Kyle Van Noy with us on got BYU you, Sports man. Nation. Got you. I don't. I don't have any. Ki- I don't have any kids yet, man. I got. I got. I got to see the world. Do Absolutely, it. do it. You have. You have earned that. Uh, before yeah. we uh, get off the phone with you, Kyle, we, we want to ask you about the current status of BYU football and Kalani Satake, and to get your thoughts on what uh, you see BYU football doing and what you think about the new direction of the program. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like it's in the right direction. You know, it, I just think it's you always have to get as many athletes as you can get because the depth uh, has always been a problem at BYU. I think the number ones cannot hang with anybody in the country. It's just when the ones come out, you know, the ways that the different at different places when the ones come out, another group of ones come in type deal. There's no fall off. The drop off can't be so huge. And that's why I think they're heading in the right direction. I think they're trying to get as many athletes as they can, and that'll help benefit them in the long run. Kyle, a sincere congratulations uh, yeah. to you from us and everyone across BYU Sports Nation. It's uh, It's been great to talk to you. And I know that you get a few days off, but when you're in town next, we, we need to get you in Studio B, man. We need we need the Van Noy swag, and we want to see the ring in Studio B. <laughs> All right, all right, I'll, I'll try to do best as possible and come hang out with you guys for a little bit and kind of be your co-host for the day yeah. one of these days. That, that would be good. What about Dennis talk- Pitta? Yeah, yeah. Den- talk- Dennis oh, Pitta Dennis, thinks he's oh, Dennis, he, he thinks Dennis, he's taking it over, Kyle. So you need to have no, a say in this. That's not that's not true. Dennis is too boring, man. I'll, I'll, <laughs> 
all, De- all Dennis cares about is the Bachelor, and I, I like I don't I don't I don't like that, man. I, I actually like talking sports and anything but the Bachelor. That's not allowed in my house. <laughs> yeah, there's some proof to that. He sends out pictures watching the Bachelor with his Ravens crew. So uh, yeah, maybe 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 they need to stop watching the Bachelor. You know? <laughs> oh, shot fired. <laughs> we need to regulate that. Kyle, great to talk to you, man. Congratulations again. All right, thanks, fellas. Y'all have a good day. You got it. Kyle Van Noy on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Wow, there's a lot going on there. Visiting Brandon Davies in Monaco. Trip to Hawaii for Valentine's Day slash Christmas. Wearing a ring on a certain finger. (laughs) A shot at Alani Fua. (laughs) The meme. (laughs) Tommy and the Brady Bunch, the parade. I mean, that was was compelling. And throwing shade at Dennis. Yeah. Pitta. Well, and then how about it's about Bill, time someone did that Bill besides Belichick me? Comes up to you right after you get picked up a team and says, "I always get my guys." What would that moment be like for him? He d- he described it. Said he felt like he was in at that point. That's pretty awesome. When the greatest coach of all time says, "Yeah, I always get my guys." Essentially, I wanted you and you're here, and let's do this. That's awesome. And he thought he was going to New England when he got drafted. Out of BYU, the most yeah. interviews with him. How yeah. about that? Fantastic stuff with Kyle Van Noy. Up next on BYU Sports Nation. We'll revisit the headlines, including some football scheduling news and President Coach Steve Cleveland here to help us figure out what BYU does after losing L.J. Rose. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back. Loaded show on a Thursday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime you like it. Anywhere you feel like joining us. In fact, if you missed Kyle Van Noy, Super Bowl champion, we just interviewed him. It was a fantastic interview. Everything from throwing shade at Alani Fua and, and Dennis, Dennis Pitta, Pitta to what he thinks about the current state of BYU football. He gave us some good analysis there. And what was the first thing that Bill Belichick said to Kyle Van Noy when he got to Foxborough in the training camp. What did he tell Brandon Davies he'd do if the Patriots won? Ooh, yeah, th- that, so that was one of the best interviews we've ever had on the show. I thought it was great. So, man, I pity our next guest. Um, yeah, <laughs> Men's basketball is at Pepperdine tonight, 11 Eastern time on uh, ESPNU. You can listen to it on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app as well. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. If you missed it on the top of the show, Athletic Director Tom Holmo announced three future football games for BYU, a home and home, excuse me, home and road series. Whatever you want to say, it's all good. With San Diego State. It's Trump's America. The Cougars will play the Aztecs on November 30th in San Diego 2019, and the Aztecs make the return trip to Provo on November 14th of 2020. BYU also announced a game in 2018 with FCS opponent McNeese State. Date to be determined on that later. BYU basketball is in Malibu to play Pepperdine, as I mentioned a moment ago. 11 Eastern on ESPNU, BYU Radio, the BYU Radio app. The Waves have won three in a row versus BYU in the Firestone Fieldhouse. Also, senior guard LJ Rose will undergo knee surgery tomorrow to repair a torn meniscus in his right knee. His return will be determined after surgery. Women's Hoops in the Marriott Center tonight hosting Pepperdine. Game live on BYU TV and BYU Radio and the apps at 9 Eastern. Jeff Judkins mentioned that 
Sharp shooting is the key to victory against a streaky team like the Waves. And Cougar Softball has their opening game going on right now as we speak uh, speak in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. BYU up 12-1 on Nebraska okay. in the top of the fourth. Mercy rule in play if uh, they are up by 10 or more after five innings. So, yeah, so, so Nebraska will get uh, this and the top of the fifth to cut into that. BYU also plays number 1 Oklahoma today. At 5 Eastern. So what a day to start the season. You play number one in game two. And you're in Mexico. Alexa Strid joined us from Mexico yesterday. She's already cashing in on that BYU Sports Nation karma with an RBI double as part of that 12-1 to one Oh, there lead. are a lot of RBIs available today. Sorry. Yes, indeed. Now, you mentioned that you pity our next guest. Jim. Well, yeah, just to follow that up, like Super Bowl champ. Listen, That's when, big time, when you have the hair and mustache swag that this guy had, there's probably only back one guy day, that could do it, and it's Steve, Steve Cleveland. Cleveland, representing the UCI back in the day, sent us these pictures yesterday, Coach. That. That's hard to beat, my friend. <laughs> the juxtaposition was fun right there. That was amazing. You, you did bring this up a few weeks ago. So, you know, I, I got three boxes from my mother after my father passed. I had never opened them. It's been 40 years. And there was a oh, variety wow. of photos and, and memorabilia from elementary school to, to college. <laughs> and so we kind of had a fun time at Christmas looking at some of these things. So when you brought that up, I thought, I've, I've got a picture. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. You're the mustache is one thing. The flow on the back, yeah, that wouldn't have worked. You had at BYU. some sweet flow. No, you were no. an anteater. You're I wasn't an anteater. I did. I did. I did make a visit here at BYU. I had. A, I had a visit here, and uh, but they wanted my hair a lot shorter. And you were like, <laughs> "I'm gonna live in Irvine." Yeah. Yeah. No, the flow. Yeah, oh, I, no. I, legit. When you can do that with your hair, I'd have chosen Irvine too. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Those were. Hey, listen, though, in the seventies. Those were happening at BYU. But that's yes, another, they were. That, that's yes, another conversation were. for me. <laughs> okay, so again, not I don't I don't pity you. You just raised the bar oh, a lot right there. You you bring the swag into Studio B. Uh, our Twitter question today dealing with LJ Rose. Some unfortunate news for sure for BYU and Dave Rose. Losing a guy that we've spent a lot of time on this show with you talking about his leadership capability. And he was until yesterday the only active senior on the roster. What where will this have the greatest impact on BYU basketball, losing L.J. Rose? His leadership's not going to go away. That, that number one. I mean, he's going to be there in the locker room. He'll be on the bench. That's not going to go away. Uh, you know, and it doesn't sound like he's probably going to come back. So you make adjustments. And, uh, I, you know, I, for, forever, for six months coming into this season, everybody thought Elijah Bryant would be the starting point guard. And then he gets hurt. And then his role changes because it's a little bit disruptive. And as a result of that, he ends up playing more of the three. I like this lineup. I don't like the fact that LJ is not playing because it hurts depth. It hurts leadership. He had five assists a game. He was doing a lot. He had a lot of experience. But TJ Haas at the point, Nick Emery at the two, and Elijah Bryant at the three gives them real stability. And then I'm going to throw a name in there in terms of coming off the bench is I – Davin Gwynn needs to play, and it's a situation where he'll defend, he'll play hard, he can rebound, he'll hit the occasional three. He's not gonna, he doesn't need to shoot the three. What he needs to do is be able to defend and rebound and give him energy, especially in the 1-3-1 zone, which they have become much more effective. It's really the defense I think that the coaching staff would rather play. They've been most effective. So what are the challenges for TJ? 
Well, number one, he's got a better defender on him. I mean, right now, TJ's had the third best defender on him, even is, despite the fact Nick Emery has drawn all the attention early on, and then the point guard that's guarding the other point guard usually has some quickness. So there'll be an adjustment defensively as for TJ as well as those guarding him. The other thing, though, for TJ is that not only can he go east-west, he goes north-south, he can, he can create, he's got different speeds, and he gives a different look. Now, I, I, I mind you, they've got three games here that they're supposed to win, okay, on the road. And those are games that I believe this lineup can. Uh, I think Bayo and, and Colby Leafson can still have opportunities to come off the bench, but I like Davin Gwynn. I actually like this. I think that how quickly it happens, I don't know, but I think they can actually get better in certain aspects of the game in terms of transition, and we know what a connection that TJ has with Eric Mika. And he's always looking for him. As long as he kind of just slows down a bit, doesn't get in too much of a hurry. Sometimes he likes to get up in the air a little bit and make passes and he gets stuck. But I, I, I saw this kind of all along, not LJ getting hurt, but I always have felt that this would be the lineup that would be the most efficient offensively and defensively. And the leadership will still come. I, that's not going to go away. So let's hope he's, he gets better soon. There's a lot to kind of break down and follow up on what you just said there. So let, let's start with this. So 26 minutes per game for L.J. Rose. How do you think those minutes will be distributed? Well, number one, uh, T.J. and Nick, you know, they're already playing 29, 30, 31 minutes, all right? But Elijah Bryant is, is going to take more. He's going to play more minutes in this game. Davin Gwynn, instead of playing six or seven, maybe he needs to play 15. Yeah. Stephen Bale has been playing, you know, and he, he, he's playing because he doesn't make mistakes. He, he's not contributing a great deal offensively. He's not making shots. And defensively, he's still a little bit of a liability. I mean, it's it just the quickness issues. One of my concerns with TJ is that for a long time in this season, he had a hard time guarding a dribble. And uh, doing it from the top is even more difficult because the help isn't there. I mean, guys are out in denials, and and so he's a little more vulnerable from the top. So he's probably going to need to gap a little bit. But that's how I see those minutes being distributed. Steve Cleveland, the president coach with us in Studio B. BYU has lost three in a row at Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu. What do you anticipate tonight as BYU tries to end kind of a weird losing streak on the road in Southern California? Well, Stacey Davis isn't playing tonight as far as I know. Woo! Okay. <laughs> so that, that being said, uh, they have an opportunity to go there and win. Pepperdine has struggled. I mean, they lost two best defenders uh, early on in this day. They've had some losses to injuries. Lamont Murray's the real deal, second behind Mika in scoring. I think the key is getting off to a big start, good start, because if they go there and get behind, immediately Pepperdine starts thinking they can win their fourth in a row. You know, and right now, I'm not sure that's their mindset. They got whooped pretty good here, and, and case in point that they gave up 55 rebounds to BYU, okay? And that's almost two games worth. So they need to get off to a good start. And you say, well, that's a lot to ask, Coach, when you know, you, your starting point guard is not around and other things are happening. But they need to get off to a good start because any team in this league can beat another team at home. Things happen. We saw that at Santa Clara when they got some confidence. But uh, I, I don't believe that Pepperdine has the ability to sustain it for 40 minutes. The small gym convo is one that I can't tell if I like or is annoying. Uh, Pepperdine has the smallest gym in the league. It is very uh, intimate, shall we say. Um, does that play into anything with these guys when they go on the road? Because for some reason, BYU struggled on the road this year. And last year, BYU was 6-6 six and six overall, 2-3 and three in league. 
Doesn't have anything to do with anything. You know, I always used to think that small gyms, especially for younger players making the transition from high school, it's, it feels a lot like high school where they made baskets. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I think Pepperdine had more to do than the small gym did, okay? Right. I mean, we can look at that. But I do believe that sometimes when shooters you, – you look at Nick Emery uh, when he goes to San Francisco and, and, and look at his numbers there, and you, and you look at shooting percentages when they go into smaller gyms. I think you have to give a lot more credit to the team. But I, I like the fact that sometimes young players, a Colby Leafson, a Stephen Bayo, a Davin Gwynn, a T.J. Hawes, all of a sudden feel like, man, this, this – this feels like high school, you know, and, and there's not that depth perception that you, when you get in big arenas, sometimes it's hard to learn how to shoot. And that, that's why sometimes when you go to state tournaments, they go to a big university or an NBA arena and the scores are 10, 15, 20% less because nobody can make a shot. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, I think it can be a positive. Let's look at it that way. There you go. Fantastic stuff, as always, from Steve Cleveland, the former BYU coach, uh, always bringing it in Studio B. We'll look for more Gwyn Sanity. That's what we're calling Dabby. Okay. <laughs> in, in the 131. In Malibu, in the 131. Well, and I think that 131 is important. I think it's an yeah. important piece down the road. They can use it and have confidence in it. They're more confident in that than anything else they do defensively, so go with it. And uh, depending on how teams attack it, stay with it. Sometimes teams start picking it. they got to go back to man, but keep using it. It seems to be really effective. Coach, always gracious with your time. Thanks so much. You up. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue with our interview heavy day. Another head coach in studio, Jennifer Rockwood of BYU Soccer. We have a lot to talk about with her. Oh. Draft picks, oh. signing class. South Field, Brent Anderson, everybody. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Hey, soccer. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. What a show so far today. Kyle Van Noy, Super Bowl champion. We just talked to Steve Cleveland. If you haven't seen his hair when he played at UCI, (laughs) you're going to want to see that. (laughs) Man, I pity the next guest. You know, it's KVN and then Steve. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I said that last segment. Hey, women's basketball plays Pepperdine tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, uh, on BYU Radio as well in the apps. It's a doubleheader, by the way, on BYU Radio, the women's game and then the men's game, of course, both versus Pepperdine. You may have noticed that Jeremy and I are wearing some very pink T-shirts. This, uh, this is the norm on the show. Of breast cancer awareness yeah. and cancer awareness overall. Absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, it's a big week for women in athletics at BYU and across the country, and uh, we're excited to be uh, part of that cause. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, we love it. And uh, no one co- covers BYU women's athletics like BYU Sports Nation and BYU TV. There you go. Hey, speaking of, we have a fantastic young woman in the studio with us today, head coach Jennifer Rockwood of Jen BYU Soccer. Jen can bring Soccer. it. Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You just have a, any third guest, right? No. You I love can. that you said young woman. Thank you very much. You are Appreciate that. You are welcome. Appreciate that. Well, you know, I mean, you have great... I saw the 20. I saw the 20 you slipped before. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you have great taste in cars too, Jim. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's true. true. There you go. I there like I like I like cars, that's for sure. <laughs> I'd have more if I could. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Hey, what a fun offseason uh, for you watching some of your stars get drafted into the league. And yeah. not, not just that, but like number two and number 11 overall with yeah. Ashley Hatch and Michelle Vasconcelos. What's that been like? It was, it was a special day. I mean, uh, to be out there in L.A. with Ashley. Murphy was still in Brazil with her husband uh, for Christmas and couldn't make it back. But to go into the draft, I mean, they, they've just made it so professional. They do the MLS draft the next day. And uh, to just to be there with all the fans and all the coaches and all the new teams and to hear Ashley's name called out 
out, big screen, her walking up uh, and talking at the podium. I mean, that was really special, obviously special for her, uh, but special for our program. And then in the second round, number one pick, there's Murphy, you know, Michelle Vasconcelos. And just so excited for those guys. Ashley's headed to North Carolina and Murphy's headed to Chicago. So big changes for them uh, ahead and just so thrilled for them. And it gives us more games to watch during the summer. Yes, so that's absolutely. Lifetime great. Network has an yeah. I know, I know. On TV. Yes, yeah. yes. I didn't know Lifetime mm-hmm. was doing the game, so that's uh, <laughs> news to me. Yesterday, I watched by, walked by Southfield, and there's a lot of uh, construction and renovations yeah. going on. Yeah, doesn't look about, the same, does yeah, it? Yeah, there's no grass <laughs> there, which can be an issue mm-hmm. uh, with soccer. But, yeah, what, what are the plans for Southfield, and when will they be done? Yeah, we're really fortunate that we have a, a chance here that they're investing in a new field for us. Um, you know, that was an old field, a field that I played on. I was here a long time ago, 1985, <laughs> as a freshman. That's yeah. where we practiced. It was an intramural field, and they used to flood it to irrigate it, and it's, it's, it's had its day. Um, and, and it was struggling these last few years, and so you know we're fortunate, like I said, to, to have them invest in, in a brand-new surface for us, and we're really excited about that. It should be ready hopefully the 1st of June, but I'm sure it'll be ready for our season when we start up in August. Fantastic. I want to get the extra sod. Uh, for my backyard. <laughs> yeah, so I do too. I know. don't know where it went. It's, it's <laughs> let gone. Know, let me know the extra day. The day of <laughs> Garen wants Southfield, the old field, to live yeah. on oh, in his yeah. backyard. I have Southfield my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> you just announced a new signing class. Yes. And I thought it was really cool to see the signing class picture of 2013 sent out with Ashley Hatch involved. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, that... It wasn't that long ago. I know. I did that. I was so excited. I, I found that shot of that freshman class, uh, the, you know, that weekend that the, all the freshmen come before school, and we had all of our freshmen go out there so they could meet the, the soccer team, and I found that picture, and I'm like, wow, to see them come in as freshmen and see what they've done yeah. and how exciting it is that the same thing's going to happen. This is an amazing group of young women coming to play for us this fall. It's a bigger class. We've only had four come in the last couple years. This is a group of seven, um, and it's really going to propel us into the future. You have some more BYU family ties. Mike Empey, football coach. His daughter, Savannah, mm-hmm. is going to play for BYU. Davin Gwynn's sister. We call Davin Gwynn now. He's now Gwynn Sanity. <laughs> Sanity. Yeah, so that I will like extend that. over to soccer as yeah. well. Four and a uh, half a game. The last two. Yeah, his, uh, his sister, uh, Josie. This is, mm-hmm. this is, it's fun to have more BYU ties involved. Uh, it is. You know, it's always a small world, it seems, and there's lots of ties out there. Uh, Michaela Coulihan is Chloe's cousin. You know, so those are three pretty significant ties right there. Um, so, yeah, just looking forward to it. You know, our girls are back in the offseason right now training. Uh, I haven't been this excited about an offseason in a long time. Uh, although we graduated some great players, we have an amazing group of players returning, and I think we're going to be really solid in the fall. Hey, how about that? You lose the number two and 11 picks, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I'm super excited yeah. about what and we bring back. We do. Super excited, yeah. yeah. And she's not a liar, so that's no. great. Yeah. No, I've got some young players that are ready to go, bust through. Uh, Chris Watkins, longtime assistant coach, is at Gonzaga. Brent Anderson came over from mm-hmm. Utah Valley. What kind of addition will he make to the staff? Oh, no pressure, he's in studio. Yeah, I guess I better say good things about him, right? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're excited for Chris. He's been with us for 21 years and helped us all build this program, and, and we're excited for him to go take a new head coaching job at Gonzaga. He'll do a great job, and we need him to build Gonzaga because they're a conference opponent, and we want them to be great. Um, but, yeah, bringing Brent in, you know, just thrilled that he was willing to, you know, give up a, a head coaching job at UVU, a program that he's built for the last 11 years and has done an amazing job um, to come in and be such a, a solid part of our, our program. You know, to have him and Alicia, you know, really step up. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know what more I could ask for. 
Well, he shouldn't get too comfortable behind the camera because we're going to sneak him into that seat at some point. Yeah, absolutely. He'll, I know he'll, he can hear me. He'll Brent. do a great job. He'll do a great job. He's a good guy. Coach, it's great to get the update. Congratulations on the new field and uh, all the success. Let me know success. about that stuff. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yes, yes. Anytime you want to talk cars. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do it. I'm your guy. All right. Okay. okay. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a former Cougar beating number one in the world in Fort Lauderdale. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need a boat. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. The BYU Bros are in Malibu to play at Pepperdine tonight, 11 Eastern on ESPNU, BYU Radio, and the BYU Radio app. The Waves have won three in a row versus BYU in the Firestone Fieldhouse. If you missed this, where have you been? Senior guard LJ Rose will undergo knee surgery tomorrow to repair a torn meniscus in his right knee. His return to be determined after surgery. Good luck, LJ. Women's basketball. The ladies play in the Merritt Center tonight against the Pepperdine Waves. Wear pink. We did today. The game will be broadcast live on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps at 9 Eastern tonight. Softball. Cougar softball underway in Mexico at the Puerto Vallarta Challenge. 12-1 to final versus Nebraska. By the way, the Mercy Rules eight runs. Thanks at H. Collier 88 for uh, clarifying that. Cougars play number one Oklahoma today at 5 Eastern. Tennis. Men's team hosts Utah today at 7.30 Eastern on campus. Tanner Mangle will be signing autographs there as well. No Hail Mary needed from the softball team. No. Nebraska. Nope. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is tied for 13th, one under par through two, and Daniel Summerhays is even par through four holes. Mike Weir, one over through six in the first round of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Jerem? Volleyball. Or is there a turkey on the course? U.S. men's beach volleyball duo Theodore Brunner and former Cougar and Olympian Casey Patterson beat the number one ranked duo in the world from Brazil yeah. and reigning Olympic gold medalist two sets to none yesterday in Fort Lauderdale. That's a new partnership. Uh, for Casey Patterson, he used to be with bountiful Utah native Jake Gibb. Football. Tom Holmo, the athletic director, announces three future football games for BYU. Home and home with San Diego State Cougars in San Diego on November 30th, 2019. Aztecs make the return trip to Provo on November 14th of 2020. Also announced a game in 2018 against FCS opponent McNeese State to be determined on the specific date for that game. Future guests. How about Cassie? Don't call me Kathy Broadhead, the West Coast Conference leading scorer. You can watch her tonight live on BYU TV. Cassie averages 20, 18 a game. Kathy averages two points. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So combine the two. Sometimes together. it's 20. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. You need the most. DexterLaw.com. LJ Rose. Yes. Transfer. BYU well deserved. needed him and his leadership with a young group at the beginning. I think it might have been maybe a little rougher in non conference than it was if you didn't have a guy like LJ Rose. So. Thanks for the contribution, absolutely, to a young group. Good to have him. Twitter question today, what impact does LJ Rose and his injury have on BYU basketball? Our elite tweet of the day from at BYU LASF Jazz. Blue goggled response here. Mm. It makes it fun, actually. A what? team with no seniors. Not sure there are any teams in the nation like that. Yeah, it certainly is uh, different. We've been talking about youth. Well, no seniors now. And one junior plays consistently, kind of. Gwen Sanity! Thanks to Kyle Van Oye, Steve Cleveland, Jennifer Rockwood, loaded guest lineup today. And everyone on the crew, conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Even if you saw it live, it was so good that you should probably listen again. Oh, entertaining show. I loved it. I'm not yes. watching it again. Audio podcast on iTunes, TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Emerson McComber. Did I read that right? Yeah, he played in the 20s at BYU, or 30s. Gwen Sanity! <laughs> Qu- Gwen Sanity. <laughs> 